Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to the South End Zone Podcast here on the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason Bailey. I'm with uh, Timmy Popovich and Eric Mulhair. Boys, how's it going? Timmy, what are you doing? I'm hanging out with you guys. Uh, not a whole lot, man. Uh, had a week off last week from you guys, so it's uh, it's good to be back and talking football again. Uh, as always, I don't enjoy my time away from here because it usually means I'm doing something that I don't want to be doing. So it's good to be back. Hmm. Well, the honeydew list—they are long. Uh, Eric, what's happening, man? How you doing? Uh, it's been a long week so far. Uh, the um, you know, it's a mix of uh, excitement and anxiety. Uh, the boys are graduating on Friday, so uh, obviously pumped for them. But all the guests coming to town for that uh, is, is the anxiety part and getting everything ready and figure out how I'm going to get everyone fed and all the, the moving pieces. But we'll get through it. God help you, sir. Yeah. yeah. Well. Anyone help? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This segment brought to you by uh, Extra Strength Butt Hurt Cream. <laughs> Use the promo code Popovich for a twenty five percent off discount. It's actually a fifty percent buy one get one. Um, <laughs> we're just going to change the format of the show altogether, and we're going to just discuss how to help Eric get through the rest of this week. So, <laughs> over to be, you. It's going to be rough. It'd be like a three hour show. All right. Well, Timmy, while you were gone. Uh, there has been a lot of happenings in college football. Like it's been, it, like you said, a couple of weeks, it's on fire right now. And I don't think that's really changed much. Like the, the blaze just continues to get bigger and you've got guys like uh, Kirby smart, just been Jesus Christ. What was that? Like throwing gasoline on the fire. Yeah. Um, so before we, before we get to Kirby smarts comments, uh, we did get some breaking news today a couple of different things that I want to discuss. The first one that we got today, the PAC 12 uh, announced that now uh, starting this year in 2022, that uh, the two teams in the PAC 12 that have the best winning percentage in the conference, regardless of North or South division will represent the PAC 12 in the PAC 12 championship. Uh, I'm actually in favor of that. I kind of like it. I don't know what you guys think. I mean, Timmy, do you have an opinion on what, I mean, do you care? Is that good or bad for the conference? What do you think about it? No, I'm in favor of it. Um, Cause I mean, at the end of the day, all we want to see as fans is the, you know, the two best teams 
compete for a championship, whether that's a conference championship, a national title, whatever the case may be. So, I mean, if you happen to be in a conference where one side is extremely better than the other, you know, you get these lopsided conference championship games that nobody wants to see or care about. So, you know, this is a good thing in my opinion. Yeah, especially when you've got coaches like uh, Kirk Barron's just quitting midway through the fourth quarter because <laughs> this offense sucks so bad. Yeah, an Ohio State Michigan conference title would have been fucking elite. But you know, we'll get to more of that in a second. Uh, Eric, I I personally see this as like a sort of a precursor to what the ACC announced that they were looking at doing which was the pod scheduling where you've got, you know, like the SEC would be a better example for me to put it out where you've got 16 teams in a conference. You got four pods of four teams. You'll play the other three teams in your pod. And then on a rotational basis, you'll play six other conference schools on a nine game schedule and it'll rotate every year. So, I mean, do you think, do you agree that that's kind of what this is sort of a precursor to for the Pac-12 and maybe other conferences move into this sort of winning percentage-based conference title? Well, I I don't think this is a precursor to pods specifically for the Pac-12 just because I don't think 12 teams is enough to do that. I think once you get up to 14 or 16 like the ACC, SEC, it does make more sense. But so in general, I agree with Timmy that Anything that increases your odds of having the best two teams in your conference play for a conference championship is a good thing. The one, um, not really a hang up. I just, the one thing that kind of stood out to me is like, this would be a a possible annoyance is there are going to be years where, you know, we've talked about the immediate rematch of like the Bedlam game or the game or what, you know, and, and you can run into that if, You've got, uh, you know, rivals who are on the same side of a conference who have, you know, who were the best two teams in the Big Ten last year? Well, Ohio State and Michigan were. They would have had, you know, an immediate rematch. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But th- I don't, you know, that's not going to be every year in every conference. That's just something that's going to happen occasionally. Now, if I have to see or not even have to see, if I end up watching Ohio State and Michigan play twice in a two-week span, if that means that the two best teams in the big 12 or the two best teams in the pac 12 or the two best teams in whatever conference, regardless of division, I, you know, I guess that's a decent trade-off, I guess, because there've been years where the second best team in the sec West was, you know, like last year was Florida better than Texas A&M in 2020. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't either, but yeah, I don't I mean, think, I don't think the, the pac 12 necessarily is going to end up in a pod system. I think they're just trying to get their two best teams. Well, like you said, we, we already have, have those rematches. So, you know, whatever, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, that, yeah, that to me is sort of a, it doesn't move the needle, but I do disagree with you, Eric, that they are not going to go to pods because I'm still of the opinion and you can call me, you know, I'll put my conspiracy theory hat on for a minute, but I still think the big 12 is going to die. I just don't see a way a glorified, you know, AAC, because it has Oklahoma State and Baylor in it, survives. I just don't see it. I think when these new contracts, when the playoff contract ends in 2025, I think we'll see massive realignment teams abandoning the Big 12, and you'll get some super leagues like the SEC, like the Big 10, the ACC, and then the Pac-12. I think you'll have four major leagues, and then the rest will just be kind of meh. You know, I mean, you, well, you might, but I don't know who from the Big 12 goes to the SEC or ACC or Big 10 and makes them better. 
Well, from the Big 12, nobody would join the SEC. You've already got Texas and Oklahoma going that direction. But from the Pac-12, I certainly think they could stand to improve by adding some Big 12 teams. <laughs> Pac-12 sucks. We suck. Yeah, they could. I, I think I think men's, men and women's basketball will probably draw enough revenue to at least keep the Big 12 intact once they add those four teams. You know, they're losing two, adding four. It's a net loss, really, in terms of revenue, certainly for football. But when you're adding the type of teams and programs that, that they're adding, and they're kind of adding and building onto their existing strength in men's basketball, <laughs> now they won't be, you know, kind of their standing within the power five. I think they'll they'll slip below, football-wise, they'll slip below the Pac-12 probably. But I think they'll still be the fifth, uh, you know, wealthiest conference in the country. They'll still be one of the power five. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I, I'm kind of pessimistic about it, as you well know. And then, Timmy, <laughs> Timmy, I do want to touch back on Kirby Smart's tampering comments that he made, threw a little gasoline on the fire and said, tampering is not happening with coaches. It's happening because players are looking elsewhere. Do we, are we buying that shit for a dollar? Or, I mean, Dude, that guy is blowing so much smoke out of everybody's <laughs> ass. Like the whole fucking world is on fire right now. You know, for him to just outright say that coaches aren't tampering, like to make that absolute statement, the guy's a fucking idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, is he right that players probably contact coaches? Yes, absolutely. That's a big part of it. But you can't just outright say that that's the only piece of tampering that that goes on in college football. The guy's making himself look like a fucking buffoon. You must think I'm dumb. Mm. Eric, your your face is I don't I don't I, know I what don't, to make of it. I mean I mean maybe I interpreted his comments um and I saw him the other day and I kind of breezed over him. I didn't like thoroughly examine it but i i don't think he was getting it that's the only tampering that's happening i think his point was it's you know when you talk about tampering it's not simply coaches slash booster going after a kid a lot of it is player these players you know they all know each other and they all talk to each other they're they're all friends you know especially in the last you know 10 years or so when you've gotten into a lot more you know summer camps and seven on seven stuff and it's not strictly just playing football for your high school i see it all the time in Georgia with high school football, right? Kids move all over the place all the time. And it happens a lot like in the metro area in Atlanta. You know, you'll see a team suddenly, they've got six kids who are playing for a different school or different schools last year. These kids all know each other. Uh, and I think a lot of, you know, what we what we view as tampering kind of from the outside happens with the players talking and the players recruiting each other. Um, and then there might be players who, you know, two years ago before NIL, uh, they might've been unhappy with, the coaches or their playing time or the school or homesick or whatever who might have transferred and it's probably the same thing hey i know this guy who plays at west virginia let me let me see what he you know thinks i would fit in there if, you know how i would how that would work um so i don't think his point was that that's all of the tampering that's happening there's certainly i think the other way around but there is some of that and i think a lot there is a lot of player to player uh recruiting going on well, I, I kind of I kind of agree with Timmy and I disagree with him. I do agree that it's dumb to make a blanket statement like, you know, coaches aren't tampering. Like, of course they are. There's plenty of them that are, whether it be an assistant or an analyst on your staff or whatever it may be. I'm sure that's happening. It's been going on for fucking God knows how long. Now there's just more, you know, there's a bigger microscope on it, but I think probably the majority of the tampering is happening with boosters and collectives. 
you know, because now it's it's legal <laughs> to to pay kids. So it, I think that's probably the majority of it. And anything that he can say to for people to not think he's running a dirty program, I guess, is probably just what he's going to say, whether it's true or not. I mean, we just we don't know. Yeah, he yeah, don't want th- the screenshots to come out of the fucking Athens, Georgia area code on Jordan Addison's fucking cell phone to come out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think I mean, to me that was more poorly worded or poorly communicated than than just like an outright denial that it's happening. I don't. I think he knows it is. Uh, I don't. I'm not convinced that what's what he was trying to say. But teach his own. All right. Well, then we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to dive into the schedule, boys. We're going to look at the slates on each week and. We're going to give our listeners the, our favorite games to watch. And, oh, man, that damn guy, you're not going to like this first segment. Just FYI. Oh, we'll right buddy. <laughs> we'll be right back with you. NBA playoff action is non-stop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a little bit of cash into a lot of cash? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay, combine multiple bets, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place a Same Game Parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TPPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See our show notes for the details. We are back. We are back, boys, and we are going to talk about the schedule. Finally, we've got some some clarity on the schedule and some of the early lines and starting to get really juicy. We're about 100 days out from football, so, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but fuck, I enjoy baseball, but I'm ready for the shit to get here, mainly so I can continue to troll Texas. Absolutely. I think... (laughs) I think we just need to create a separate podcast to troll them on a weekly basis. Book it. But, uh, all right. Well, Eric, we're going to start with week zero, and I'm going to start with you since you're the fucking picks champion. What games in week zero? I mean, to me, there's only one that's even remotely interesting, and if that's the only one that you like, then you can just talk about that one, and we'll fucking move on. The only week zero game I have any interest in watching that I, or that I can at least say right now I have any any interest in watching is Northwestern and Nebraska uh, coming to you at an undetermined time from Dublin, Ireland. I would expect Nebraska probably to win. I mean, they beat these guys by, I think, like 50 last year. Like, I don't think it would be a great game. Um, but I'm curious to see um, really kind of how Nebraska looks because they're the team that I've been eyeballing a little bit as far as getting ready for these uh, preseason over-unders, thinking that they might, trying not to talk myself into thinking they can make a jump, uh, but sort of doing it anyways. So I'm curious to see how how that shakes out for them. Hmm. Interesting. 
Timmy, you got a comment on that game? Because it's the only good game that week. Um, do I have a comment on that game? No. Do I have a comment on week zero? They all freaking suck. We suck. There isn't one game that even remotely piques my interest um, in the week zero slate. I guess if you held a gun to my head, I guess I would turn on Vandy against Hawaii. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, it's a week of college football only for the true degenerate gambler. Right. I mean, that, that that's really what it's about. And it's just general, Hey, football's on, but uh, you know, I'm, but I is it really, cut, yeah, but, <laughs> you know, wife's bitching at me. I got to go cut the grass. Like, man, I'll fucking watch this, you know, next week. It's, it's kind of way yeah, San Jose States play. Yeah. No, I'm not saying <laughs> yeah. Northwestern and Nebraska is the only game I'll watch. I'm just saying like, I'm sure there will be because football will be on. Uh, therefore, I will be watching it most likely. But nothing, uh, nothing that blows a whole lot of wind up my skirt as of right now. A couple of other, the only other notable game that I would look even like remotely look at to be interested in. I am interested in uh, Belima in year two in Illinois. What's he going to do? Coming out at home against Wyoming, the Cowboys coming to town. Cowboys usually, you know, field a pretty gritty team. So. If Belima drops one in week one to Wyoming, ugh, might be an ugly season for him. Yeah, it, look but, out. God, that, yeah. that's got that's got 21-17, four overtimes written all over it. It does. That's what it's a it's a sort of a backdoor interesting game. I don't know. I'll be anxious to see what time that game comes on. Probably a noon kickoff. I don't know. But uh all right. Well, let's get into the actual meat of the schedule in week one. Whew, man, this is a Fucking jam-packed week, man. So, uh, Timmy, I'm going to start with you. Give me your numero uno game you want to watch in week one. Uh, there's only one game for me, and it's probably not the game that a lot of people would go to, um, but I'm old school. And give me the backyard brawl, man. The, the oh. first time that they've played each other since 2011, those two schools hate each other, man. And oh, yeah. there was a lot of animosity. I think it was West Virginia pulled out of the backyard brawl. There were a couple of negotiations over the years to get the game back in and they backed out. And, you know, this should be a good one, man. Um, you know, talent wise, I think it's a good game. Um, you know, Pitt's not going to be as good as they were last year, in my opinion. Um, but West Virginia is scrappy. So I'm excited to watch that, man. Yeah, that will be interesting. That, I mean, there's nothing like a backyard brawl on Saturday, man. Like, I mean, that that's one of those fucking games that you're just like, oh shit, what's about to oh, happen yeah. here? So, not that I'll be really interested to see what that line is. I mean, I'm sure Pittsburgh will be favored, but I, I don't know that it'll be by a whole lot. So, I haven't seen any early lines for that particular game. But uh, all right, Eric, what about you? Hit me with your uh, your number your number one game in week one. What are you watching? Um, I'm going to watch the rematch of a game that was marred by three bad officiating calls on the same play that swung the game. And that was Mississippi state and Memphis last year. Oh my God. Uh, there was, there was, it was, and it was on a punt, no less, but, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Memphis, they won Memphis, that game. Yeah, they Memphis who is, you know, typically, uh, traditionally they've been a pretty good group of five team. And they're at Mississippi State, so I want to kind of see, get get uh, some eyes on on Leach's program and see what uh, I think about them for the rest of the season. But I think that has the, a chance to be a really interesting game. 
I would have to agree. God, don't say anything bad about Memphis's stadium on Twitter because you will get absolutely oh yeah anni- annihilated. Did you guys catch that on Twitter? I saw- like I had, like I had to delete it because I got so many comments. Like my phone would not stop blowing up, and I just like I was like, I just got to delete this. This is they wrote down your address. Yeah, they did, man. Like I was like, dude, I've been to Memphis. Like I worked there for two years. Like it sucks. Like no disrespect to the city of Memphis, but like I almost got robbed when I was there. Like a guy walked up on me. It was going to rob me. Like I had a, you know, fortunately I had a gun and he didn't rob me, but regardless, like, I mean, come on, man. I was just saying like, it's in a bad area. God dog. So don't criticize their fucking stadium on Twitter. You'll get annihilated and you get publicly hung and called a racist. So, okay. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, I, I was like, Oh geez, I gotta go. All right. Uh, so, for I got a couple of games here. Now, we all know, I don't think there's any reason for us to really dive into, you know, Notre Dame at Ohio State. That obviously we're all going to be watching that. Same with Oregon versus Georgia and the Georgia Dome or the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Those, obviously, those are primo matchups. But for me, a couple of fringe-level matchups here. I, I like the Sunday game in New Orleans. Florida State. Going on the road to New Orleans to play LSU. I think that has a, you know, Brian Kelly's LSU debut, Norvell trying to put it together. And, you know, arguably we could say this is his last year if he doesn't get his shit together. So if he goes up there and beats LSU, like, oh, big win. Even though it's got Brian Kelly let down all over it, man. (laughs) That's a man. If they lose in New Orleans on his debut to a down Florida State team, like, Yikes. That's a rocky start to it. So that's a storyline I'm really going to be following. And then another game that I saw that kind of sneaky good. Eric, I know you're all over this one. Army at Coastal at Carolina. Coastal. Yep. Tell me. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's, uh, you know, two, two teams that run effectively the triple option. Just one does it out of the shotgun and incorporates, um, so, you know, kind of some air raid style passing plays. Um, that should be fun. Um, I, I'm curious to see about coastal. Uh, now they lost a lot as far as skill positions offensively. And I, I want to see kind of what they can put together, but there, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, week one, like pretty good games like Penn state at Purdue should be good. Uh, Utah oh, yeah. at Florida. I'm interested in, uh, even North Carolina at app state. Sneaky you know, good. Yeah. That's got Mac Brown let down all over it. <laughs> right. It does. No, like that. I think that one yeah, is kind does. of just lurking, like Knight Rider style, just kind of coming in with, with the headlights off, going down the road. And then week one's going to show up. And I think there's, I mean, pretty decent chance people will be surprised to see that score. Like, wait, what the hell happened? Because uh, I think yeah. Appalachian State's going to be really good too. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, well, typically they are. Now, the the other two games that I've got on the docket here that I'm really going to be interested in, first one, Utah going on the road to the Swamp. Florida hasn't played a Pac-12 team since like 1980, and I don't think Utah's ever played Florida ever, and they certainly, to my knowledge, have never opened the season down in fucking South Florida when it's hot as shit. So, yeah, Pac-12 champs coming into town, probably going to be ranked in the top 10 or top five to start the year. Florida, Billy Napier, can he put it together? Because, I mean, it's not like they're, they don't have athletes, <laughs> you know. So that, to me, is really interesting. Can they, like, stand up to the best the Pac-12 has to offer in their first year under a new head coach? I find that really interesting. And then, Timmy, I don't know what you think about this game, but Cincinnati at Arky. 
Coming off a playoff loss to Alabama, great season. They lose a ton, I mean, including their quarterback. And now you're walking into Arkansas. Got a little bit of hype. Had a nine-win season last year. I don't know. I think uh, I think that could get ugly for Cincinnati. What do you think? I don't care who you play. I appreciate you trying to hype that game up, but you couldn't pay me to watch that. Um, Cincinnati, like you said, they just lost too much. You know, I don't think they're going to be competitive anywhere close to what they did last year. Arkansas might just fucking run rough shot all over the field on them. It could get bad. Sneaky low level game. Houston at UTSA. Two really fucking good teams last year. So, I mean, that... That'll be one I may be looking at to bet on. But uh, And then psh, Monday, Clemson at Georgia Tech. Boys, that's going to be a fucking blowout. <laughs> yeah. Does anybody disagree with that? No, Georgia Tech sucks. Yeah. So I saw a great tweet yesterday. It said Georgia Tech looks like uh, their schedule looks like it was made by someone that hates Georgia Tech, and someone commented under it and said, probably Georgia Tech. <laughs> <laughs> probably. So like, oh, man, savage. All right. Well, let's move on to week two. All right, Eric, well, hit on. me with your. Hold on, I want to. Oh. I want to sneak okay. in a, a week one tidbit here. Um, oh yeah, last, hit me with it. Last couple of years, we've seen teams uh, lose at home to FCS schools. Good call. I think I figured out which one is my most likely instance of that happening, and that is Northern Arizona at Arizona State. Oh yeah. Hello. <laughs> Northern Arizona went went in, and I know. Arizona wasn't any good last year, but they they beat Arizona last year. And I think Arizona State is in such disarray. Uh, they are hemorrhaging players and coaches. It, if if I had to bet on a FCS, FBS uh, matchup that goes the way you wouldn't ordinarily think it would, that would be it. Aaron and calling for the Herm Edwards post-game <laughs> meltdown on the podium. And, <laughs> yeah, and it's a Thursday game, so it's like it's going to be the first game of week one. Is you know we might get off to a, a really rocky start. Oh man, well that that is interesting. Yeah, and I just noticed one I had written down too, and I didn't uh, I didn't talk about it, but I, and it's because I thought it was at Boise State, but it's Boise State going on the road to Oregon State. Oregon State probably going to be pretty good this year, I think, as far as the Pac-12 North goes. I think that could be an eight, nine win team if everything comes together and they find a quarterback, but I, I always like watching Boise State play for some reason. I don't know, but I thought that was in Boise State, so it's not, so I won't watch it, but uh, all right, so moving on to week two. Eric, Hit me with your best game of week two. What are you looking at? <laughs> yeah, I, I could give you guys 20 guesses and you probably wouldn't pick uh, what I am looking forward to. Um, I'm, oh, shit. Hang on. What's the best Sunbelt? Somebody game? in the Sunbelt. Yeah, hang on. Let me find the Sunbelt. I got Memphis at Navy. That's, that's, a, that's a close one. And then, shit, let's see here. UAB at Liberty. That could be a good one. Uh, that, that could, but it's not the one. I give up. You're, you yeah, got? you're 0 for 2. I'll, I'll save you the time. Arkansas State at Ohio State. <laughs> what? Excuse me? Are you kidding me? You have one of the five worst defenses in college football from last season going against what is likely to be the best offense. I'm just, I want to watch that game because I've never watched a football team score 100 points. And, and I think this is my shot. Like, okay. This is my chance to do it. 
<laughs> that game's going to get fucking ugly. Ugh. So that's your number one game. All right. Now give me your real number one. Like, what? Um, <laughs> I, I think Baylor at BYU is going to be a good game. Uh, like in all seriousness, I think I, I'm curious to watch that and see kind of what Baylor looks like coming off a pretty good year, um, whether they can sustain it. And then, uh, you know, BYU getting kind of getting a, a preview of uh, what life in the Big 12 or uh, in the Big 12 is going to look like. So I think that'll be a good one. Hmm. Interesting. I'll probably watch that. Timmy, what do you got? Uh, so my top game of the week two is going to be uh, the Gamecocks against the Razorbacks. Oh, um, man. I'm real interested to see that game, um, to see mainly how uh, Shane Beamer, you know, improves from last year with Dr. Thunder behind center. Um, and also because, like you said, Arkansas, you know, they could make some noise this year. Um, and I think both teams are going to be uh, improved from last year. Um, so I think it'll be a good game. I agree with that. I will be interested to see what Beamer's got. I, I would love to see. I mean, I, I feel like he's getting a little bit too much hype, I guess, like coming off that seven-win season. like I, feel I don't like think so. Like, I feel like I'm here in South Carolina a lot more than I should, I guess. But, like, I don't want the pundits. Like, I like Shane Beamer. I don't want the pundits out there to, like, slap a eight-win Vegas total on them, you know, and just give it to them. Like, oh, eight and a half, nine. No. Like, put him at six and a half, and if he wins eight games, fucking congratulations. Great job. Like, I don't know. I, th- I mean, I was really impressed that he won seven games with that team, you know, particularly when you look at the level of quarterback play they got all season. And Ugh, I, the there's people. reasons to think that they can continue to improve, but I do kind of agree that we may need to pump the brakes on <laughs> on South Carolina a little bit and, and kind of have some more realistic expectations. They still play in the SEC. Yeah. Like, and they're I mean, not going to make like- the jump to nine and three this year. They're not. No. I don't see that happening. So, I mean, even if Dr. Thunder comes out and has a fucking just ridiculous year, they, they still got to play Georgia, Kentucky, Florida. Like, I mean, fuck. They just, I don't, I don't see it. I don't think they're there yet. Not to say they can't get there, but I don't think they're there yet. So agree. Let's pump the brakes a bit, but I will be interested in that game. Uh, for me, boys, I, I'm not going to put the Homer hat on and say Alabama at Texas, but we all know that my worst nightmare would be for us to go to Texas and lose. So there's about a 1% chance of that happening. So, I mean, I'm going to shut down on. my, tw- I'm deleting my Twitter account. I'm quitting the podcast game. If that happens, cause Oh geez, we've trolled Texas so much. If they come out and beat Alabama, I'll just disappear for like two weeks. I would, I would, oh my God, if that happened, the, the internet would just cease to exist because their fans would just, oh my God, it'd be ugly. It would be, oh man, like the impending doom of that happening and ESPN pumping it up so much and all the Longhorn Nation, we're back. Like, oh geez, just stop. I can't take it. Like I can already hear it. I'm going to take the Homer hat off, but I hope we drill them by 50 uh, <laughs> just just to shut them up. So sneaky good game that I like here. I like uh, Kentucky Stoops going down to Florida that week. I think that really their first big test of the year, Florida, they could be sitting really nice, you know, with a win over Utah. 
or they could be, oh, and fucking one. And it's like, oh, geez, what are we going to do now? And now a 10 win team from last year, Kentucky is rolling into town. I would, I think that line's going to be pretty close to even, if I'm being honest, because uh, Kentucky, they've beaten Florida like twice in the last 25 seasons. So Florida being up or down, typically they've just kind of got their number. So that to me will be really interesting because I think we all agree that Kentucky's a better team, but can they win on the road in the swamp with all that hype and all the new staff and all that shit? I think it'll be a really shit, man. Florida coming out with Utah and Kentucky in the first two weeks. Good Lord. Yeah. That'd be interesting to see. That's a, that's a pretty, uh, pretty stout uh, two game debut for a new head coach is, is getting those two teams. Yeah. No shit. I mean, they are both at home, but man, Ugh, I wouldn't want to No, If I'm my first year head coach, I'm scheduling some cupcakes. Sorry. That's just how I'm going to do it. I know Timmy's going to be watching this game because I think if I'm not mistaken, Timmy, I think you bet the over on this game last year and it hit like midway through the second quarter was Pittsburgh when they went and played at Tennessee. So yeah. now they're now they're doing the swip swap and Tennessee's on the road at Pitt in week two. Keaton Slovis and uh Hendon Hooker, your former Virginia Tech hokey. Yeah, he's now like a Heisman contender, basically. God man, you talk about another hype train, man. The Tennessee hype train is full speed ahead. I mean, that's all I'm hearing about is Tennessee. Oh my god, they're gonna be so good. Yeah, like, that's, you, that's another one we got to get out the old brake fluid and caliper set and just give a few pumps in there too, man. Come on. Like, people don't realize how bad their defense was last year. Their defense was, like, next to last in the SEC. Like, they gave up almost 35 a game. They were fucking terrible. On Not only that, but tell me what their signature win was last year. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know what their signature loss was. Yeah. yeah. Ole Miss. <laughs> Ole Miss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> man, oh, man. Damn. Still can't believe how butter they were at Lane Kiffin. Those poor bastards. I can. It's Tennessee. Yeah, it's true. All right. And then uh, we've got the battle of shit offenses. Iowa State and Iowa. The final score will be whatever it is. Take the under betters. Uh, I think Eric yeah, did I, that. La- didn't you I bet sure did. like three different bets on them last year and they all hit? <laughs> No, I, I took the under because that just had easy money written all over it to me. And then um, I think I went, maybe went third or second. I, I ended up being my backup pick for, for the upset was taking Iowa just because I think they were they were on the road and maybe someone else snuck one out from under me. And I think if I remember it, there weren't a whole lot of like really good options. So I just kind of, you know, that was the least shitty one and it, it ended up hitting, but yeah. Two plays on that game, one them both. Mm. And I agree, definitely take the under in that game. <laughs> yeah, I agree, 100%. Like, I don't care if it's uh, 17, like, take it. Oh, yeah. All right, let's move on to week three. So, uh, Timmy, hit me with uh, your week three pick. What you got? Um, I think the, the, the biggest one on the docket for me is going to be Miami against Texas A&M that week. Ooh. Miami is going to be a, a much improved team. Um, from last year, you know, Mario Cristobal coming in, you know, their quarterback is a superstar, in my opinion, in the ACC. I think he's probably arguably the best quarterback in the conference. 
and they're going to surprise some people this year. And, you know, I think Texas A&M is going to be in the same boat in the SEC. Um, I know you guys are giving me some flack for, you know, what I was saying they could do potentially this year. But I think, you know, both of those two teams are going to be the surprises of their conferences. And I think this is going to be a really good game. Hmm. Eric, do you agree with that? Uh Mostly, yeah. I, mean, I don't hate. It. I think I think Miami will be improved. I I don't. I'm still not. Yeah, Texas A and M is a lot like Texas to me. Where like I need to see it first because I hear about it all the time. I've heard about it for years. This is Jimbo's fifth season. Like, do something right instead of telling me how great you are. Go be great. Like, but I, it should be a good game. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think Texas A&M is going to be bad by any stretch. I think they'll be a pretty good team, um, and I think it's a good test for for both squads. Um, and yeah, this would be like if I had to pick three games to watch in week three, that would that would uh, I think it would make my list. Wow. All right. Well, for me, I've got two here. One that I'm you know more interested in than the other. And by the way, on that Miami and Texas A&M line, uh, the early line that I saw was Miami plus nine. That they were going to be a nine-point underdog going into a and Give me I the points. That, I was about to say, I think it's a little high. I mean, I know it's on the road, 12th man, but I think I think Miami will be able to move the ball on them, especially passing. So, I I don't know. Crystal ball, offensive line, guru, feel like they can protect Van Dyke. I don't know. Right now, if I get it at nine, give me the points. I agree with uh, Timmy there. And then sneaky good game, Fresno State at USC. Fresno State has had like every Pac-12 team's number. If you remember, they beat they're like seven and three or eight and three versus Pac-12 teams over the last five seasons. They beat UCLA. Pretty sure we all remember Chip Kelly choking against Fresno State. So sneaky good game there. I like that one. And then there was one other one. And if this was last year, it would be a great game. Liberty at Wake. It's like a scoring fest, but without Malik Willis, I, I don't know what Liberty. I think I'm going to be off the Liberty train this year, boys. I'm not going to be riding them every week. Thank God. <laughs> you're, you're just mad because I hit so many there. Yeah. And then uh, the other, some other notables that week, uh, let's say Mississippi State at LSU. That could be interesting, at least. I'm not sure what either team will look like by then, but that, that's got like 10 to 9 written all over it for me. I, I don't know. Leach versus Kelly. I don't know what to expect in that game. That's like a give me Leach. Yeah, I, I have no idea, man. That's one I'll have to look more at. Oh boy, and Beamer Ball taking his first L of the season. Georgia rolling into South Carolina. That's gonna be ugly. That'll be a beatdown. This ain't Steve Spurrier anymore. So I, I, I got my, I got my doubts about that. But I know there's one other one that Eric is gonna have his eye on, and I can't believe you didn't mention this one, Eric. Oklahoma. On the road at Frost in Nebraska, give me <laughs> uh, that, that is one of my my required viewing for week three. I didn't mention it because it hasn't been my turn yet. Um, oh, oh shit! Okay, yeah, well, um, never no. mind. Yeah, that's one I definitely want to watch because that was a good game last year, and that's going to be this is like Scott Frost's real like first big test of the season is can you beat Oklahoma at home, and if he can win that. The rest of the season, I think his outlook gets a lot more rosy. But the other one I want to watch, since we did talk about San Diego State and Utah is uh, from last season, is they play in week three. And there's actually a couple of Pac-12 games I want to watch because they include teams that have been very, very good against the Pac-12 lately. That BYU um, and Oregon. 
BYU, who went 5-0 and against the Pac-12 last season. I thought they should have gotten a spot in the conference championship game. They had the best Pac-12 conference <laughs> record. Um, but no, San Diego State at Utah. San Diego State's won eight of their last nine games against the Pac-12, including, uh, beating, including beating Utah last year. So I think Utah probably win that handily this season. But um, the BYU and Oregon game, I think, will be very good as well. Hmm. Damn, I like it. All right, let's move on to week four. Week four, Timmy, hit me. You're going first uh, again. Yep. So this one um, is is kind of a, a selfish pick, um, mainly because I think the outcome is going to be extremely lopsided. But I really want to watch Clemson thump Wake Forest in week four. Because <laughs> um, Wake's going to roll in there all high and mighty. You know, they're probably going to be three, and because they haven't played shit the first three weeks. Rolling in, playing Clemson, and they're going to be all hyped up. And I think Clemson is going to thump the shit out of them, quite honestly. But I'm here for it, and that'll be my game of the week. Mm, of course, I hope so. I'm here for it. I hope that happens, honestly. Fucking Clemson needs to get off their asses. All right. Well, moving on. Eric, what do you got? As tempting as it is to say, uh, to point out that week four includes the Duke Kansas matchup that should re- should require a basketball game immediately following, but does not because it's in <laughs> September. Give me Arkansas at well, not even at Arkansas versus Texas A and M at Jerry World, uh, ATD Ooh. Stadium in Dallas. I think it's going to be a, a really really good game. God, I hope Arkansas wins. Ugh. I'm I'm starting to get like to the same level of annoyance with A&M fans as I am with Texas fans. Yep. Like they're they're almost the same team. It's yeah, they're, like they're exactly the same. It's like what? where where's all this hype coming from? I, I don't understand. Like, yeah, great. You got a great recruiting class. Well, you went 8 and 4 last year. I don't, I don't know. So like, we beat Alabama. So fucking what? Like good for you. You played one good game. Well, I'll tell you what they didn't do. They didn't lose to Kansas. Longhorn Nation. We're back. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, let's see. A couple of notables for me here. First one being Wisconsin at Ohio State. I'll be interested. That's like always one of my favorite games to watch, you know, power running game versus the high-flying Ohio State. Suspect defense for Ohio State. Wisconsin, maybe they get their shit together and get back to running the ball like they used to. Interesting. A lot of good Big Ten games that week. Oh, you're not buying that? You just Dump fest. (laughs) Maybe so. I don't know. Uh, A lot of good Big Ten games that week. Uh, Minnesota, my boys, rowing the boat up to Michigan State, Mel Tucker. Should be Michigan State's first real test of the season. That has upset City written all over it. Timmy, you want to lay a personal bet on that game right now? Uh, no, not at this juncture. Maybe no. later on. <laughs> no. All right. Just checking. And then the only other two that I had uh, written down here, Florida at Tennessee. Again, Florida. I just, God, man, they've got such a tough schedule to start the year. That'll be interesting. It's not inconceivable to think that Florida could be sitting at like one and two when they go to Tennessee. It's not, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. when they when they go, yeah. I think after yeah. week four, it's entirely possible that they're one and three. One and one and three. <laughs> like it could be a very rough start. I don't know. And then uh, let's see, a couple others here. Texas at Texas Tech should be interesting. You know, Texas coming off the Alabama week a couple of weeks earlier. Can, you know, if they get their shit pushed in, are they going to get it back right? Don't know. We'll see. And then USC at Oregon State. 
sneaky game. USC going to Corvallis, never an easy win. So dump fest. Yep. On whose end? <laughs> Not USC's end. <laughs> Oh, are, are they the thumper or the thumpy in your the scenario? Thumpy. Oh man, I, I don't know what's going to happen there, but uh, it'll be interesting to watch. And there's really that's really about the only ones that I had that I circled for that week. Rest of them are just kind of man, you know, Baylor at at Iowa State. Pff, who cares? Missouri, Auburn. Who cares? There's just really I don't know. Eric will be really thrilled on Thursday night that week. Hell yeah, he will. Coastal. Coastal will be playing at Georgia State, getting a dose of Grayson McCall, who's going to piss teal all over him. Oh, and, and another another Sun Belt game that you don't want to miss is James Madison getting their first conference game at Appalachian oh, yeah. State. They are in the Sun Belt now, playing at. Oh, State. they moved up. Yep. Yeah. So uh, FCS powerhouse James Madison uh, getting a taste of Sun Belt life at App State. So welcome to the conference. Give me the yeah. Give me the Mountaineers. D- dare I <laughs> dare I say it? Thump fest. <laughs> that that one actually might be yeah. Mm, we'll see. Interesting. All right. Well, we're gonna move on here. We got to get moving quicker here. Week five. All right, uh, Eric, you go first. Hit me with your week five pick. Uh, NC State at Clemson. NC State at Clemson. Well, that's got to be the premier game in the ACC, probably uh, of is. the season, right? I yeah. Mean, I, I mean, there's there's a a couple of other ACC games that look like they might be worth watching, but none of them are nearly as good. I don't think as North Carolina state at Clemson, you know, NC state won in uh, was either overtime or double overtime last season um, gave Clemson that second loss. And, you know, we talked about it a handful of episodes ago when, when uh, those way too early top 25s started coming out and people had NC state at like eight or nine, we all kind of threw the flag. Um, I think they'll be all right. I just want to see if they can actually go into Clemson and get a win. I I don't think I like their chances, but I think it you know to me that's the most interesting game on the slate as of right now. Yeah, they've been Clemson's kryptonite recently. You know they've beat them a couple of times the last you know what, four or five years. Well, the I don't know this this game's loaded with good or this week is loaded with good games. Timmy, what do you got? Uh, for week five, I think the, the biggest one for me is going to be Kentucky and Ole Miss. I think oh, that's a really yeah. interesting game. You know, Stoops <laughs> going in there. I, I think he can win, man. I really do. I, I'm, I'm high on Kentucky this year. I really am. Um, but I think Ole Miss is going to be, you know, pretty good as well. Um, I'm not <laughs> counting them out, not not throwing shade or anything. But um, this one's this one's the premier game this week for me. <laughs> Yeah, well, you're not the only one who's high on Kentucky. Fucking idiots putting Will Levis at number one in the mock drafts for the NFL. I mean, what are we talking about? Uh, would, would they be someone that you would think would know anything? All those dudes are crazy for doing mock drafts and fucking before the even season's even started for college. Get out of here. Yeah, Doc, Dr. Thunder was going number one overall last year. So right. That's what I'm saying. That like, what are we talking about? I, not to say that Levis is a bad player he's a good quarterback but like the heisman winner anyone like cj stroud anyone i don't know maybe just me but okay all right well running down some other notable games here in week five really quick uh michigan at iowa rematch of the big 10 championship should be interesting it's at iowa god i hope it's a night game because night games in iowa it's it's a tough sell it's a tough win man so Michigan will probably be favored 
probably by double digits. But since it's on the road, I don't know. I would probably take Iowa in the points if it's anywhere close to 10. Will Harbaugh still be the coach? <laughs> I I think so, as long as he doesn't like get the shit kicked out of him in week one or two. I don't know. That is one. LSU at Auburn, always a fun game to watch like that. Uh, Oklahoma State at Baylor, little rematch of the Big 12 title game. So you got two conference championship rematches this week going on. That, Gundy and Aranda, I don't know, man. They're, you never know. Like, just roll the dice. I don't know what's going to happen there. And then you can pencil in Oregon for a loss uh, at home to Stanford here for me because they will drop one they're not supposed to drop. And it seems like that always happens when Stanford comes to town for some reason. But moving on real quick to get this sped up, uh, week six. All right, Timmy, hit me with it. Um, I mean, I think the obvious choice is going to be the Red River game mainly based off of how big of a shit show it was last year. And I don't see that changing this year. So that that's the, the big obvious premier matchup that week. But um, give me a repeat of, of Kentucky in week six going up against the Gamecocks, man. I think that's another interesting matchup. Like I said, I'm high on Kentucky. I'm high on South Carolina. Be a pretty good game, man. Once again. I agree. I will be interested to see that, but if it's in the same time slot as mine, I won't be watching it. Eric, what do you got? As tempting as Notre Dame at BYU and Ohio State at Michigan State are, uh, I am going to be watching a rematch of my worst L of 2021, and that is Army at Wake, and I will be taking the over. (laughs) (laughs) Took an under 62, and they scored 126 points. I think it was 52, yeah. Yeah, under 52 took a... Oh, man, 72-point loss or 76-point loss. Yikes. Not good. Yeah, that'll be an interesting one. Uh, Putting the homer hat on, man, Texas A&M, revenge game, going on the road to Alabama. There'll be a ton of hype for that game. I honestly hope Texas A&M is undefeated when they come in, and they've got all that hype, and I hope we just fucking drill them. Taking the homer hat back off. Ohio State and Michigan State, I can't get myself excited for it. Not after what I saw last year. Fucking 49 to nothing at halftime. Not even remotely tempting to me. I'm not even going to turn that on. That's trash. I am interested to see a little bit of what Virginia Tech's got uh, going on the road to Pittsburgh. Timmy, is that going to be a thump fest? No. Um, it, it it might not be a, a, a particularly great game, um, but it could be closer than a lot of people think. Because like I said, man, a lot of people are high on Pitt. I'm not buying it. I think they're going to regress pretty significantly from last year. Um, So it could be an interesting game. I'll definitely watch it, of course. But, um, yeah, it'd be a good game. Well, yeah, that's really – I mean, it's kind of a a weak slate that week. No real, you know, outside of the Red River game. Not really really much that moves the needle for me. You know, maybe maybe Tennessee at LSU, depending on where LSU's at at that point in the season. But I don't have much faith that they're going to be very good. So – not not really much there. But uh, the final week here on this uh, this week of our schedule, this will be a two-part deal. We're not going to do all this shit. We'll do the rest of it next week. Uh, week seven. Uh, Timmy, hit me with yours first. Um, it's got to be Michigan and Penn State, man, in the big house. That's a game that I always uh, want to watch when it's on TV, no matter where the game is at, because both venues put on a great atmosphere. Um, and I think both teams are going to be um, pretty evenly matched. Michigan's probably going to be favored in this game. 
uh, maybe by 10 points or so, I'd say. But, you know, Penn State may have figured some stuff out at quarterback this year. So who knows what they're going to be? They could be a lot better than what they were last year. Well, the, most people don't expect, like, I, I don't feel like Sean Clifford gets enough love. Like, cause I mean, we saw what happened to Penn State after he went down. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, they, they were fucking terrible after he went down. And before he went down, shit, they were pretty good. Like, they, you know, they beat Auburn. Now, granted, we figured out Auburn wasn't very good, but they had a good start to the year, at least. I, I don't know. I just, I feel like then people need to change their expectations on Clifford a little bit. Like, he's not going to, the thing about him to me is he's not going to beat you. Like, he's not going to, like turn the ball over a shit ton of times anymore. Maybe when he was younger and his freshman, sophomore season, but you know, he takes care of the ball a little better than he used to. So I don't see Michigan being favored by double digits. So I, I think it'll be a one score game. All right, Eric, what do you got for week uh, seven? Week seven. If Miami at Virginia tech is a night game, sign me up. Um, and if it's not, I think Alabama at Tennessee will be a good game too. Hmm. No, that that one probably will be a night game, and uh, it'll be rocking. You can book it. Ooh, man. I hope so. I really do. That, that Miami at Virginia Tech on a Saturday night just sounds like a hell of a lot of fun to me. But the, those two teams do not like each other. One <laughs> no. bit. No. No. And even honestly, even if it's like a three thirty kickoff, like Eastern kickoff, then I'll still watch it. But I won't be like as excited for it to start. Yeah, Sandman hits a little bit differently at 8 p.m. than it does at 3.30 p.m. with a, you know, a nice cloudy sky and a breeze rolling through. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, not, yeah, not everyone's lubed up at 3.30. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, for me in week seven, it's uh, it's it's probably, I would guess it's probably going to be college game day, but USC on the road at Utah. Yeah, I had that one written down also. I mean, that to me is the class of the Pac-12 versus a bunch of transfers. I don't know. <laughs> don't make don't make me say it. Go and say it. Please do. Dump fast. <laughs> Utah's going to beat the brakes off them boys. Are you kidding me? You kidding me? I'll be watching it, but come on. No shot. Write that one down. Take it to the bank right now. All right. All right. Let me type that up real quick. Utah beats the brakes off of yeah. USC this year. Yep. No, I, I think it could look a lot like the Oregon games from last season where they just go out and just physically manhandle them. Mm-hmm. Well, I think people are sleeping on Utah a little bit, honestly. Like, I don't think they're getting enough clout. Like, don't like that's what pisses me off about ESPN and like CBS. They hype up teams like AM and Texas and USC. Two of those teams had fucking losing records last year. People aren't talking about Utah at all. And they won 11 games or 10 games last year, won the Pac-12, went toe-to-toe with Ohio State in the fucking Rose Bowl and, you know, lost in the last 30 seconds of the game. And their whole fucking team is back. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like nobody's talking about them. Probably a good thing for Utah. I don't know. We'll see. Last notable, uh, interesting one, you know, LSU going on the road to Florida, you know, because the last time they were there, somebody threw a shoe and it cost, <laughs> cost Florida the game. Who throws a shoe? Honestly. And uh, let's see. Anything else that I'm missing, Eric? Am I missing any others? What else you got written? No, week, week seven wasn't all that juicy for me. So I think we talked about all the ones I looked at and thought thought about. Yeah, I don't 
really see any others. I mean, Nebraska at Purdue should be interesting. That might be a good game. Wisconsin, Michigan State. A couple of interesting Big Ten matchups there, but nothing that really moves the needle. Kansas at Oklahoma. Oh, geez. That'll be come a, on. Come that'll on, be a, That'll be a fake. Kevin still almost beat them last year. They hell, they did almost beat them. I forgot about that. What was that line was like? I think Timmy didn't Tim, you? Yeah, win I think that? Timmy took that one. I did, yeah, but took him at like plus like, thirty eight. Plus, yeah, it was like in the high thirties. <laughs> yeah. You got to be real goddamn desperate to watch a fucking Kansas game, man. Come on. <laughs> oh man. Well, I might bet on it if it's a big line again. I don't know. We'll see. Arkansas at BYU, sneaky good game. Arkansas going on the road to BYU. I can't fucking remember the last time an SEC team was on the road at BYU. It'll be a while since that's happened. So that one might be a little bit interesting. But, yeah, week seven doesn't really move the needle. I don't know. Stanford at Notre Dame. It's a rivalry game, 7.30 p.m. game on uh, NBC. Should be interesting. I don't know. We'll see. (sighs) Well, that gets us through zero through seven on the schedule, boys. Do you guys got anything else to add before we wrap this motherfucker up? No, it'll be uh, no, good. more of the same uh, looking at the rest of the schedule. So I'm excited to get into that as well. Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to wrap up the show. You guys can find us on Twitter at South End Zone Pod. Same on Instagram. Uh, do us a favor. Go and for the love of God, if you listen to the show, just click the subscribe button. You know, does a lot of good for the show. If you're already listening, might as well, right? And uh, click that five stars if you love it. And uh, we will be back with you next week. Uh, to review weeks 8 through 14 of the schedule. So, see you then. Later. Thank you very much. Have a great day. <laughs>